Hey, everybody. It is the third week of October. We're getting close to uh, election time. Boy, a handful of days left. Some people have voted already. I have. Um, maybe you have, too. Um, some people, it's like 20 million people have voted. But nevertheless, uh, I'm here. Days to remember. I'm Steeple Jack. I want to set, start you off with some music just to focus. Get Just get centered. All right. This is Bruce Coburn, a Canadian guy. you like it. And if you haven't heard before, now you will. On Days to Remember, and I am Steeplejack. Welcome. Sun's up, mm-hmm, looks okay.
Hey, so I'm back. It is uh, still the third week of October. <laughs> you just heard Bruce Coburn and a Canadian guy. If you're looking for him on YouTube or anyplace else, you really might enjoy his music. He's really a great dynamic kind of guy. I'll be playing a lot more of him around Christmas time because I love his Christmas stuff. But Bruce, Bruce Coburn, but C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N, Bruce Coburn, and uh, wonder where the lines are. Thinking about, you know, thinking about eternity, uh, does it have a hold on you? Or do you not worry about it? Do you think about it? What What's the score? You know, that's the nature of the tune. So, you know, uh, this podcast just doesn't happen. It kind of takes a little bit of planning, although it doesn't sound it <laughs> a lot of times, I'm sure. But the truth is that it does take a little time, and, and sometimes I don't get it done. My goal is to get it done like on a Saturday. But I haven't been doing too well with that lately. I'm trying to get things done around here to get ready for winter. Maybe you're doing the same kind of thing sometimes, you know. Uh, winter's coming fast, so it seems. So I'm trying hard to, to get it done, but today's, what, Tuesday. So I'm a little late, <clears throat> but better late than never. I'd like to thank everybody who uh, does listen. The audience is growing. Not exponentially, but it's growing, and I appreciate that. You could help it grow if you enjoy it and find it meaningful for you. You might invite other people to listen. If you have feedback, you can always send it to me at radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. And I always take that well. And, and prayer requests too. Um, song requests I've had, you know. So if you've got something going on, you want to uh, listen, listen up. So anyway, that's my little introduction. Um, we're going to talk about costumes today. And of course we have Halloween coming up, but there's a, a whole nother reason, a whole nother reason, a whole other reason for us to be thinking about costumes from a spiritual point of view, spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. And so, uh, I don't have any music to go with costumes. I, you know, that was part of my blocking force this week is that I didn't have music to go with costumes. I've got next week all in line already, which is, is good. Uh, next week is going to be, uh, you know, entitled, uh, what's in your mezuzah, but today it's just about costumes. So, uh, you're going to have to catch, you know, do a lot of potluck on the music and then we'll come back and we'll look at the scripture and think about costumes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I'm Steve Jack, the Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson from the central village. Congregational Church, United Church of Christ, on the eastern frontier of Connecticut, almost into Rhode Island. And uh, you can find us there, usually um, on Sundays at 9.30. But you know, um, all around us, the town, virus is increasing quite a bit. And uh, the other towns around us are red. We're still yellow, whatever that means. But uh, Connecticut, even today, is up to a 4% uh, you know, virus rate. So it's it's getting pretty scary. I've had some family members who have to be tested because they have some symptoms. I'm, you know, when it gets close to home like that, you know, the 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 phrase "an abundance of caution" uh, takes on a whole new meaning. And it's not just um, trite or just something you say. It's something you have to do, but it would be great if we just took an abundance of caution and listened to the scientists and wear your masks and be distant and take it from there. But anyway, 
not to get too preachy too soon. I'm Steeplejack. Days to remember. Be right back. Gray day. Gray day. Gray day. That the Lord has made. So let us shout it out. And let us sing and praise his name, our God and King, for all he brings on this great day. Great day, great day, great day. That the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. So shout it out. Shout it out. And let us sing. And let us sing and praise His name. Our God and King. Our God and King. For all He brings. For all He brings. On this great day. 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 Well, I know what it's like to be scared and alone. When sorrow grabs hold of your heart, when all that is round starts tumbling down, you feel like you're falling apart. Just when you think there's nowhere to go, just when you think, how hard can I fall? Just when you think there's no hope in sight, the Lord is your cry, and with all of his might, great day. Great day, great day, that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. So shout it out, shout it out, and let us sing, and let us sing and praise His name, our God and King, our God and King, for all He brings, for all He brings on this great day, on this great day, on this great day, on this great day, on this great day. This is the day. That the Lord has made Let us be glad and rejoice Blue sky, green grass Beauty surrounding us We lift up our voice So stop complaining Stop whining Stop worrying who's to blame Believe in yourself And do what is right have faith in the Lord and with all of your might. Great day, great day, great day, that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. So shout it out, shout it out, and let us sing and praise His name, our God and King. Our God and King. For all He brings on this great day. On this great day, on this great day, on this great day, oh, sing out all your people, now lift your voices to the Lord and rejoice, rejoice, rejoice unto the Lord and sing it out in all His glory, sing it out in all His glory, sing it out and down the mountain, sing it out and down the mountain, sing it low. Sing it everywhere you go. Shout it from the mountaintop. Yes, shout his name. Don't ever stop. 
Grant's gone, Grant's king, all the glory that he brings on this great day, great day, great day, great day, great day. Sing it out and praise his name on this great day. What's that? Oh. You're it. <laughs> Thank you. I think I think they're telling me they ran out of tape.
knock on wood Cause I'm sure it isn't good And I'm glad I haven't yet That's the impression that I get Well, Jesus was a homeless lad With an unwed mother and an absent dad And I really don't think he would have gotten that far If Newt, Pat, and Jesse had followed that star So let's all sing out praises to That long-haired radical socialist Jew Oh, when Jesus taught the people he would never charge a tuition fee He just took some fishes and some bread And served up free school lunches instead So let's all sing out praises to That long-haired radical socialist Jew Oh, he healed the blind and made them see He brought the lame to their feet Yeah, rich and poor, anytime, anywhere Just pioneering that free health care So let's all sing out praises to That long-haired radical socialist Jew Well now Jesus hung with the low-life crowd But those working stiffs sure did him proud Yeah, some were murderers, thieves, and whores But at least they didn't do it as legislators So let's all sing out praises to That long-haired radical socialist Jew lived in troubled times The religious right was on the rise Oh, now what could have saved him from his terrible fate? The separation of church and state So let's all sing out praises to That long-haired radical socialist Jew We know sometimes I fall into deep despair when I hear all those hypocrites on the air oh but every Sunday gives me hope when pastor deacon priest and pope are all singing out their praises to some long haired radical socialist too they're all singing out their praises to I'm back at you, and uh, you just heard Hugh Blumenfeld, former Connecticut State Troubadour, uh, family practice physician now, 
he still plays around once and again. He does a lot of benefit stuff. He's a great guy. Um, Long-haired radical socialist Jew, which is, uh, I'll explain why in a minute. Before that, you heard that's the impression, or the impression that I get from the Mighty Mighty Boston's. I don't know if you remember them. They're from Boston. Matter of fact, the lead singer was the related somehow to a priest that I knew once upon a time. It's like 25 degrees of separation, but nevertheless, a great tune. And uh, have you ever been faced with tragedy or known someone who has, you know? Um, the song is light and poppy, but it tackles a pretty serious uh, thing. And uh, the first song you heard was uh, from Eddie from Ohio. They're really from Virginia. Um a band called uh, the band called Eddie from Ohio and a song called uh, Great Day, which is a wonderful acapella uh, piece. It gets a start. It gets us focused. But, you know, the impression that I get, you know, is is the question of what impressions do we give people? What impressions do we get from people? You know, um, that's kind of the focus of this costume idea. We'll get more into that later. But uh, and then, of course, uh, Long-haired radical socialist Jew, uh, Jesus got pegged for his uh, radicalism. You know, I don't know that anybody in the Bible ever complained that Jesus go get a haircut, you know. But of course, growing up in the '60s and '70s, there were lots of times I got uh, spoken to. Why don't you get a haircut? What are you a girl? You know that kind of thing. And uh, it's just not good. Now people worry about that stuff. But again, it's a stereotype. We make assumptions about what we see as opposed to really getting to know what's underneath. So that's kind of what's going on uh, today with the the topic of costumes. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. So uh, if you can bear with me for just a minute, I want to bring up the uh, scripture lesson. And... um, talk about that and then um we can and get going to other things so i uh, trust that you're well and that you're surviving the uh, uh both the political season and the virus season in good spirit you know one of the uh, i was reminded that one of the uh, most important verses in the that is not in the bible is that one of jesus laughed and I think that's really important to think about sometimes. Jesus quite laughed a lot. I, I love the pictures that show Jesus laughing. Of course, most of them, he looks way too Irish because he, you know, isn't of color or uh, anything like that. But nevertheless, the, the, the concept is that Jesus laughed and, and there's way too much seriousness going on. We're way too serious about the things in our lives and one of the reasons that angels can fly, as I've said probably too many times for some of you, is uh, the reason angels can fly is because they take themselves lightly. And we need to give things a lighter touch now and again. Just my opinion. So, scripture lesson is from Matthew 22, 15 to 22. So just listen to it, all right? This is about Jesus and the Pharisees and, you know, testing and all that kind of stuff. You remember that thing, yeah. So then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. 
So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the thing that are, things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. And they left him, and they went away. So there you have the gospel lesson. It was for last Sunday. And we have a chance to reflect on a little bit. And so in reflecting on it, I wanted to get you thinking about costumes. I had this, uh, this guy that I knew, Roger Stansfield, and Roger owned this cottage. We owned two cottages, the one that he stayed in and the one he rented. Uh, on, a, on a lovely lake in Maine. And the cottage that uh, I always rented was an old railroad car that had been brought down to the shore of the lake and had been retrofitted and fixed up but a long time ago. And um, you know, there were two bedrooms and a bathroom and a kitchen and a front sitting area. But most importantly, it was like six steps down into the water. It was just lovely. And uh, so we'd, we'd, we would stay there and have a good time and enjoy ourselves. And, and Roger was a, a, an interesting character. He taught organic chemistry at Baldwin Wallace College. And he was a bit of an eccentric. And so he would say to you something like, uh, would you like to go for a sale? Because he had a sailboat. I say, yeah, Roger, I'd like to go for a sail. He said, well, let me get my sailing costume on. And <laughs> really, your sailing costume? I mean, what am I supposed to do? Dress up like the skipper or Gilligan? What am I supposed to do? And then, you know, in, more, in the morning, you know, you might see him out, you know, scuffling around outside the cottage. So you, you go talk to him. Hey, Roger, how are you doing? Breakfast? Do you have breakfast? Do you have lovies? Well, please excuse me. I have my sleeping costume on. Everything had a costume, dinner, you know, thing. And it raises the question of what kind of costumes do you have? You know, do you ever think of what you wear? I mean, you, you know, as you're a kid, you have like, you know, play clothes and Sunday church clothes, school clothes, right? And, you know, when you have work clothes, when you're an adult, uh, and then you have uh, clothes that you wear to, to, to be out in the garden and stuff. Sometimes it's different shoes. Sometimes it's, you know, whatever. But I bet you've never thought of it as a costume. But it's an interesting dynamic, you know. So it's probably been a long time since anybody asked you, what are you going to be for, Christmas, for Halloween? You know, what are you going to dress up as? When I ask that question, people say things like, oh, I guess I'm going to be a ghost. That's creative. A hobo. All right. Um, Frankenstein, a monster, a zombie, a fairy princess, 
we put these costumes on, but we don't become these things. We don't become Dracula. We don't suck your blood. We don't do that kind of stuff. But we do, you know, uh, look like it on the outside. Now, when I was uh, training for ministry, we had a program called CPE, Clinical Pastoral Education. And it was a tough 12-week course in a hospital or a, <clears throat> some facility, you know, some institution usually. There were some other models, but that's what a lot of people did back when I was going through it. And one of the questions they always asked you is, where does your authority come from? And, you know, we would always wear ties and little name tags and all that kind of stuff. But the, the idea behind it all is that your authority doesn't come from what you put on. Your authority comes from inside. And so when we see Jesus with the Pharisees and the Herodians, and we listen to him, we know that his authority is coming from within doesn't have to do whether he's long-haired or has robes or just sandals or anything like that. His authority is coming from inside him. So in the same way, we can't necessarily look at people and think that we know them because we know what their costume says about them, their hairstyle, their uh, footwear those kinds of things. And we, we, we risk making mistakes by not paying attention to the person in the costume. And sometimes they might like to make themselves sound like the costume. You know, I mean, when I was, I like to be Frankenstein, you know, make those growly noises, you know, but you know, it's not, it's always funny, you know, in like uh, Young Frankenstein, <laughs> Young Frankenstein, where Peter Boyle played the Frankenstein monster, you know, ultimately he became quite erudite and, you know, quite a, uh, you know, uh, a well-spoken man, which Peter Boyle, of course, was, if you ever saw him on, you know, any number of other movies and everybody loves Raymond and stuff like that. But uh, Peter Boyle, you know, <laughs> was not the monster that he looked like. So you have to consider sometimes you, you put on a costume and sometimes fool and follows function. So you put on a costume and, you know, you look like a student, you look like a police officer, you look like an accountant, you look like, you know, the job that you're doing. Or maybe you, you look like a, you know, a, a laborer or, a, you know. I can remember I, my, one of my first jobs was working in a, in a restaurant. And so I went dressed the way I thought restaurant people should dress. <laughs> you know, I was going to be in the kitchen. Um, but I, I never got to be a restaurant person, even though I had the job and I, I wore the right clothes. It just wasn't in me to be a, a restaurant person at that time. I probably could do it now pretty well, but then it wasn't part of my, part of my deal. So Jesus is presenting himself to the 
the, the disciples of the Pharisees and the Herodians, and they're fairly legalistic and fairly straightforward and kind of strict. And he perceives that what's in them and, be, and what's their agenda underneath it all is to test him, trick him, get him in trouble. So he asks him the question about taxes. And he shows his authority by saying, you give to the emperor what is the emperor's, but you give to God what is God's. So what do you have that belongs to God? Well, you know, money. There was a story this past week about uh, President Trump going to church last Sunday. One of the few times I think I've ever been aware he went to church, but, you know, that's my bias. And it said that during the offering time, he pulled out a wad of 20s and put in a collection plate. So who knows? It might have been one, two, three, four, you know, $1,000. Who knows? But relative to what he reports as his income, it was a mere pittance. But I'm not sure that's what God wants. You know, you can't buy your way into eternity. God's looking for, I think, genuine devotion and looking for a relationship with us. And that's really, I mean, in one sense, that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, you can pay the emperor. You're not going to have a relationship with the emperor. You're going to pay him what he wants, and he'll get off your back or not. But render to God what is God's. What is God's? Your soul? Your life? Your commitment? Your joy? What, what, what do you have that really does belong to God? And how do you give it? Your empathy, your compassion, caring, your love. All these things are important to keep in focus when you begin to think about who's underneath whatever it is you wear. You know, maybe it's long hair, maybe it's short hair, maybe it's a nose ring, maybe it's a tattoo, maybe it's blue jeans all the time, maybe it's sweatpants. I don't know. I don't think it matters much. It used to matter a lot what you wore to church, you know. There was sort of a uniform, a costume, if you were, to go to church. And, of course, I fought it. I even fought it as, as I fought it even as an ordained minister, you know. Why can't you dress like Reverend so-and-so? Well, Reverend so-and-so has a stick in the wrong place. I don't know, you know. It's that kind of thing where, you know, Reverend so-and-so is playing a role more often than not not genuine. I mean, you've really got to be genuine in your faith and in your life. You can't pretend to be somebody. People got to figure out you're phony, you know, pretty quickly. So you've got to be authentic and putting on a costume and becoming, you know, I remember during the blizzard of 78, I wanted to go visit somebody, um, you know, for my own self-interest. And so I went to a local store and because we were able to move around in our town and they had clerical collars. And so I bought one and drove, they had roadblocks and I'd say, I'm going on a pastoral call. They go, go ahead, father. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't correct them. Just go on through. And it just 
is amazing to me, you know, what the assumptions people made about what that caller was and what that caller said. But at that time, it didn't really reflect the inner me. So I know there are people that wear collars because they think it's going to give them authority in a certain setting. But I think it's more important that we work toward having authority come from within us than anything we put on a badge, a collar, you know, anything, you know, any, any sort of thing that you put on doesn't give you authority. So anyway, that's my little reflection on the scripture passage and your costumes. Uh, what are you uh, going to dress up as for Halloween? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Radio Steeplejack at gmail.com. Or what, what was your favorite costume? If you're not, you probably aren't going to get dressed up now. So what was your favorite costume to wear when you were growing up? You know, did, did somebody make you something? It was, was it quite elaborate? One guy told me, he says, it was great. He's a great guy. One guy told me, he says, well, you know, we didn't have enough money. I, I got a paper bag and cut holes in it and drew on the drew on the bag, and that was my costume. You know, it was just so wonderfully simple and rich um, that he was able to say that and uh, and rejoice in in that he was able to just you know pretend to be whatever it was he put on the on the paper bag. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening. I'm um, going to play a little more music, then we'll come back for a little prayer time and whatever else you might want to think about. I'm Steeplejack. These are days to remember. Thanks for listening. Sick once, I'll pick you as a bird.
short line, let us be talking about very free and easy. As we watch you die All we can do is echo your anguish cries Stir as all human feelings die We are leaving You don't need us Sister, then by the hand Lead her away from this foreign land Far away, where we might laugh again We are leaving, you don't need
So I'm back, and you just heard Collective Soul, uh, The World That I Know. And uh, before that was Wooden Ships by uh, Carter Stills Nash. And the thing about The World I Know, you know, I probably should play like 10 years after I'd love to play The World. I don't know, something like that. I did I did have an idea about a song for... Um, 
costumes. You know, I was thinking about maybe Kryptonite by Three Doors Down, you know, <laughs> Superman and that kind of thing. But I didn't. I didn't get it and didn't think of it in time. So maybe another day. But uh, the world I know. What is the world you know? And uh, there's a there's a great tune by Mac Rebenack. You know Mac Rebenack. He, he was known more professionally as Doctor John. You know, I was in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. That guy. You know, and he had a great song from his album Another World, and it was uh, called Hello God. And the first line one was, hello, God, it's a hell of a oil down here. And he wrote that uh, just after Hurricane Katrina. I think I've told you that story. You know, I get redundant. But the truth is, what is the world you know and how would you like it to change? Isn't that really part of what this whole thing is about? And, of course, with the wooden ships, uh, a great apocalyptic kind of uh, song, you know, that was written by... uh, uh, David Crosby and Paul Kantner. Remember Paul, you know, from uh, Jefferson Airplane? And Jefferson Airplane has a really great version of that on one of their albums. I can't think of what it is, but you might want to check into it. Um, a really great version of Wooden Ships. It's a lot different than the Crosby, Sills, and Nash thing, but it's, uh, it's nevertheless the same tune and uh, the same notion. You know, it was written at a time when we were really quite anxious about nuclear weapons now we don't have that quite that same anxiety now although korea allegedly is coming up with you know a longer range missile that can carry more warheads that can reach the united states we don't know it's something you can't not think about but uh you know that was sort of a just a a fairly political tune that raised the question of uh, nuclear disarmament in a, in a quite creative and unusual way. But the world that you know, may I say, maybe I should, Chad, love to change the world by 10 years after or something like that to get you thinking about what it is that you might do to actively change the world. The world it's a hell of a world down here. It really is. Um, with the virus and with the uh, climate change, and with a lot of threats on the doorstep. They're not here yet, but there's a lot of threats, and that's kind of the notion of what nuclear disarmament was about. There's a lot of threat, a lot of sable rattling, but not any clear. I mean, it was danger, but it was not 100% clear. And I think we have similar kinds of threats now to health care and to reproductive rights and to... Um, you know, race issues, those kinds of things. So it's, it it calls us to get involved. So certainly I I expect you're going to vote one way or another. You're going to vote one way or another by November 3rd. And uh, the other thing I guess you can do is pray. Maybe you get involved with feeding the hungry or housing or something in your area. I don't know where you are. You're all over the world. I do know that because I can tell people listen from all over the world. What was it? It was some Bosnia. Somebody listened from Bosnia, (laughs) which was great. I remember once I was, uh, again, I might have told you the story before. I was once on the radio when I got this call and the guy says, hello. I said, hi, where are you? He said, I'm in England. 
I'm in the United Kingdom. I said, okay, what part? He says, I'm in Sherwood Forest, Nottingham. I'm in Nottingham. Oh, like Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a great thrill to get a call from Sherwood Forest. The internet's an amazing thing. So wherever you are, what can you do to get involved with feeding the hungry and housing and, you know, any kind of change? What kind of support can you give? So let's uh, turn just to a brief time of prayer. And I didn't get any prayer requests this week, but if you have them, you can send them to radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. And I will uh, plug them in anonymously. I won't use your name. You know, we just, and don't, don't give me full names, whatever, you know, tell me a long story, but just give me an idea and we can uh, offer it up here in this, this prayer time, which is uh, connected, but separate, you know? kind of a kind of a neat concept of spirituality and spiritual community connected but separate so let's pray together almighty and gracious god we ask you to be present to us in this time open our hearts open our eyes open our ears to that which might dwell within us as your word as your vision as your calling We lift before you a very hurting world. We have a lot of anxiety about money, about viruses, and about all the other stuff that we've always worried about, our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, about all the other physical problems, medical problems, surgical problems. And then we have worries about the government, our country's place in the world, how people perceive us. What do they see in us as an American people by what they see in us having elected a certain leader? What's underneath the outward and visible sign that the world sees. Help us, Holy God, to find ways to express our faith in life. Help us, O oh God, to be engaged. Grant that we not stick our heads in the sand, get lost, isolated, pull the covers up over our head. Grant, Holy God, that you would help us to find ways to bear witness to you in the way we live and move, have our being, the way we talk, that people would see you in us. Oh God, we lift before you the Gulf Coast and how it's still ravaged by hurricanes and the far west still recovering and recovering much longer from wildfires. We lift before you all the anxieties of our hearts, our concerns for family, near and far. And we come to you in the hope and the power and the example of one whom we might not put a costume on, but might be imitators from the inside out, Jesus Christ. 
And remember, he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So, boys and girls, I'll be back next week. The topic next week is, what's in your mezuzah? And if you don't know what a mezuzah is, you can look it up. And you can tune in. If you've got song requests, prayer requests, or just want to give feedback, radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you with a benediction and then leave you with a postlude, a little bit of music. And uh, hope you can have a good week. Make good choices. Stay safe. Almighty God, bless and keep us. Merciful God, make your face to shine upon us. Be with us now and forever. Live in peace. Amen. I'm Steeplejack. These are days to remember. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for a little postlude. And tune in next week. I hope to do it on Saturday. We'll see. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere Contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky It's good news week Someone's found a way to give the rotting dead A will to live, go on and never die Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's won that race? What's the weather like today? It's good news week Lots of blood in Asia now They butchered up the sacred cow They've got a lot to eat It's good news week Doctors finding many ways Of wrapping brains and metal trays To keep us from the heat Choose I 